0: hello everyone welcome to philly sports now a philly fan podcast my name is zach and i'm here with andrew and we are here on a special urgent uh podcast incoming for what is the nfl draft so we realize it's been a little while we've uh Spending a couple of time apart, trying to figure out our schedules, trying to get readjusted, planning on getting back to a Monday weekly release. Um, so for now, it's going to be coming out on a random Wednesday. Well, not too random. It's the Wednesday before the draft. And we need to get that NFL draft rocking and rolling uh, because we have got to talk about it. You know, we're going to be basically venting about whatever happens this weekend. Right, Andrew? And then <laughs> with that um, question. <laughs> the, so so we have to put in our input now as to what we think they should have done, so when they don't do it, we can be like, "See, hey and listen to us."
1: Absolutely, I mean, we we all uh, we've seen it in the past, right? I mean, I count how many years since we've been excited for a draft pick. Uh, obviously, outside of Wentz.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I absolutely and and you know, you, prodigal son gone, you know that kind of thing. So now it's it's all eyes on Howie, man. It's all eyes on Howie, trying to see what is that pick, especially. You know, moving down from, I think it was the 6th pick to the 12th pick, and you guys all praised that. We got, I think, two first-rounders next year based off of that. Um, And so now we're sitting here wondering, I'm sitting here wondering if we're ever going to stay at the 12th pick. But I'm getting ahead of myself. uh, We want to do a quick recap around the city and start off with the other teams before we jump into a main focus on what will the Eagles do at the NFL Draft. Um, Let's start off with our... 10 9 8 76ers. Uh, they're, they're doing well. You know, second in Eastern. I think they're out by one game right now uh, behind Correct. the Nets. Embiid um, back in full force. I think we were still, I think he was still out last time we podcasted. Embiid back in full force. You know, he he loves, he, he, he's doing the MVP dance, man. He is he's doing <laughs> literally dancing sometimes on the court, making those gestures of sorts. And uh, he wants it.
1: Yeah, no, Embiid's following back, and it's obviously proven a lot, as when we saw the Sixers dip down outside that first spot a, a little bit when he was out, and then they regained it, and then obviously Simmons was out last week uh, with his illness, and now you see him drop back, and, and I think that's – that, I mean, that's the only thing that, or not, excuse me, that's not the only thing, obviously, Brooklyn is a concern. But I'm saying, outside that, like, the only thing in the Sixers' way right now, I feel like, is their own health. Like, and obviously, we've seen a beat in the past. We've seen other guys, and, and this year now, with obviously, anything can happen with a COVID case or whatever if that comes up, which hopefully not. But the, this Sixers team, they're not a strong team when they're missing a guy, and that could be anyone. That could be Curry. That could be uh Danny Green's defense that could be Embiid, obviously that could be Simmons that could be Harris this team is built to be together and I think you've seen that throughout the season I read a stat today I was, uh I read a stat today I mean the or the Sixers overall record right now is 40 and 21 but when all five starters are playing this team's 30 and 6 so I think that's kind of an incredible difference and that kind of shows this oh, team. Yeah, this team is very good and will have a chance to beat anybody in the league as long as everyone's out there. But I think that's just be, been the biggest question mark in this uh, second half of the season ever since coming back from the All-Star break. It seems like these guys just haven't been together that that much, meaning on the court at the same time. Not No chemistry issues. Just to like you, clear that up. But, are
0: you concerned? Uh, I mean, we, we got a win last night, so it's not too much. But are you concerned about the four, five, five-game losing streak that we just had? Like that's what like again is that do you think was that purely injury related with Simmons back I I can't recall who when he was gone
1: Yeah it's it's tough to tell I'm going to say I want to say no the only thing I would say is concerning about some of those losses is the margin like like I get I get how important like those players are and yes Simmons didn't play and, and I know it was it was obviously he's a pretty big piece of this team but to lose to the Bucks to lose to the Bucks by nearly 40 points is pretty alarming. Like, I get it. You're missing a key, guys. But if these other guys are – or they obviously are that good. But when these guys are that good, you expect it to be a lot closer. Like, going into that game, when you hear Simmons and beat are out, like, I'm not – I don't – I'm not sitting there like, okay, we're going to beat the Bucks. Obviously, now with those two guys out, you're probably going to lose to the Bucks. But I'm going to sit here and say I expect a 20. To, I wouldn't even say I would expect a 20 point loss, let alone losing 132 to 94. I think that's the concerning part of it. But I, I, neither Simmons or Embiid were playing together throughout that five game uh, losing streak. So overall, again, I'm going to sit here and say no because uh, hopefully when the playoffs start, they're all back and everything. So that's why I'm going to say no. Well, let's just say if, if somebody goes down and can't play uh, in a game or two in a series, that could be the difference. And in that case, then, yes, I would be worried. Because even that Warriors team, I mean, I get they have Curry, but the Warriors aren't a, that good of a team this year. So, to me, you should have been able to find a way to beat them without uh, Simmons in that case. But outside I, of that, you lost to some of the best teams in the league.
0: And, and it's it's simply uh, – I, I mean, so so the simple thing that I'd like to kind of hope for is that You know the Sixers have cemented their spot in the playoffs, right? Like, regardless of if they're first or second, whatever, like they're in the playoffs. And something that Luke and I talk about in our in our group chat all the time, I know Luke and I agree. I feel like Andrew's kind of back and forth with it. Is that when it comes to the NBA, with how many games there are in this season, you know, it it gets to a point where you got to play smart basketball. And you know, like I said. The playoffs are a bracket it's exactly like you know they' series of games, sure, but it's it's a bracket so to your point, Andrew of the sixers need to be a complete healthy team, I also think that some of these losses are just due to the Sixers not putting in the effort, and like that's okay it, like it's kind of it's a weird thing to say because we're we we're used to the tanking and like thinking that the losses. On purpose is just kind of killing the team just to get draft picks, but we're not we're not tanking. It's just as a matter of fact that we're at the end of the season. We're gonna be in the playoffs this year. We are a contender for, in my opinion, the finals. As long as we have a full team, it's it's a matter of don't let anyone get hurt along the way. So now they're taking it a little bit easy, and you know you hate to see it, especially when I'm looking at my Fanduel bet slip. You hate to see it, <laughs> but. uh Also, I I do think it's the smart decision. You know, like, sure, if I'm betting on a game or, you know, watching a game, I don't want to watch them play like half assed. But on the other side, I'd rather wait and see them go to the finals with a healthy team than see Embiid get out again before the playoff season starts.
1: My stance on that was I agree to disagree in certain different spots here. I get it. If you're facing the Wizards or the Bulls or the Heat, someone who you've clearly got an advantage over, then yes. But the, the problem to me is when, when you're losing those games to, let's say, the Bucks, a, a team that you're only ahead, I mean, after the Bucks swept you last week, you're only ahead by a game now over third place. So to me, it is that important to get the first seed where I, I don't want to, and, and this is where, we, for those who obviously don't know because you're not in our group chat, but what it all started was when the Sixers played the Nets. Uh, about a week ago and the Nets rested everybody uh, most their team against the Sixers and and that's kind of what sparked everything and my take on it is when you're doing that in in a pivotal game against the top seed to me that is like a playoff game you have to treat that like a playoff game and that's why I was saying I would completely disagree with it when you rest them against that caliber team like when I say I think this one seed is bigger than ever I truly believe that I think this one seed is going to be the difference whether you get to the finals or not in all honesty. I think the reason why I say that is because if you if you get placed in that one spot, that's the difference not only a home court advantage, but you get to avoid like the three front runners in the East are all the are Brooklyn Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks. If you get that one seed, you don't have to face the Nets or the Bucks until the conference finals. If you fall down to that 2 or 3 spot, you now got to beat one of the best. You got you to gotta go through basically a finals contender and then another finals contender. So that's the big thing is I'd be worried in a 2-3 spot, you're going to get banged up a little bit and worn down. Because I, I think whatever happens in the 2-3 is probably going to go to a six or seven game series uh, and, and kind of get worn down that way. So I think that that's why I disagree with you is when you're doing that in such a pivotal game that could change the the dynamic of the standings. And then really, if you make the buffs, we all know how much better the Sixers are at home than away as well. So that's another reason to get that one. See, that's the only reason why I disagree with it in that standpoint.
0: And last thing for Sixers, just want to point out, including tomorrow or today, if you're listening, whenever you're listening, cause it's not coming out today, uh, including uh, Wednesday, April 28th game, there are only 11 games left in the regular season for the Sixers uh, over under how many you think they're going to win.
1: I have 11. I'm going to say, well, let's see. I'm going to go, we get, I'll go eight. I was going to go eight too. I was going to go uh, eight too.
0: I'll say nine just to make it different.
1: <laughs> it's a favorable schedule. We'll see what we're able to do on the road. But theoretically we should take care of business against a lot of those teams. And that, and actually looking at the schedule makes me feel better about who we got left and trying to get back in that one spot. Because again, that's going to be important. I think it was weird though. I was thinking about the other day uh it's funny. non-covid year we're probably finishing up the first round of the playoffs right now
0: wow that's yeah that it's funny <laughs> it's funny how different that makes it all right so let's go on to the other team i've been watching the most this season and uh sports betting wise or not it doesn't matter why i'm watching them but <laughs> uh the phillies uh the phillies are it's 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 bizarre they're 11 and 11 right now they're second in the NL east um and you know what like I feel like they're doing a lot better than their stat shows, but also certain games, they just look terrible. It's, it's insane. How, like, how back and forth, like, like some games they're like, I want to say 11 points over, right? Like them alone score 11 points somehow or something. And then there's other games where they're outscored. It's the, it's like, it's similar to last year, but without the bullpen issue. Like I, it's just, it's bizarre. It's, it's, they are an eleven and eleven team, and I feel like that is the most accurate way to say it.
1: No, you're one hundred percent correct. And honestly, I'm more concerned already right now than I was coming into the year. I was really high on this team coming into the season, and it's only twenty two games in, but my concerns have already gone up a lot. I think this team there's a lot there's there's a few more holes in it. Let's just say than I was expecting coming into the year. I, I was. I was all for this lineup and everything, and this lineup continues to struggle, uh, and, and it's it's just tough, and I get they've, they've had some different key things early on this year, but you're getting no production from a lot of different people and, and a lot of different players, and it's already concerning. You look at center field, and, and that's just, you're already on, let's just say you've already used Roman Quinn, Mickey Moniak, and uh, Adam Hazley, and now you just caught up Adubel Herrera, so you're already uh, I on. You're already on your fourth center fielder because that position alone has been so bad for this team. And, and this is the crazy stat, and everyone laughs and wants the DH and the American League, and that's an argument for another day. But the funny part, well, funny if you see it as a non-affiliates fan, but the frustrating stat here is there are 11 teams in the National League that are getting more production at the plate from their starting pitcher than we are getting from our center fielder. So if you take that stat, we're essentially running out a seven-man lineup every day not getting production from center field or the pitcher spot, obviously. So you're already behind the eight ball in that category.
0: It's that's absurd. It's an absurd stat that's fallen upon us. And so I actually wanted to talk about it because the Abdul Ab- Abdullah Herrera call up that was just today, yesterday. Like that was very recently,
1: right? It was it was uh, Monday morning. So his first Monday, game yeah. would have been Monday night's game. And um, uh, he's in the lineup for Tuesday.
0: That's what it's it's I, I mean, so okay, so again. I, what I didn't notice, I didn't know he was called up. So it was Mickey Moniak called or sent back.
1: Yeah, Moniak has been sent back down to Triple A because he just was not working. He had a three-run home run the other day, but that was really all he was doing. And uh, I mean, it's a shame. I'm I'm pulling for the guy. He's uh, he's still young. I think he's just turned 21, maybe 22. So he's obviously got still a lot of chances to get better and grow as a player. But I, my concern here is, I don't know if they're willing to go out of the organization, but You can talk about all of his off-the-field stuff as well, but I'm going strictly playing style. I've never liked the Dubal Herrera. I I really don't think he's going to be the answer. I don't think he's going to give you much more than what we've already seen this year, if I'm being honest. So I'm interested to see how quick uh, the organization pulls a trigger on some type of move outside the organization. Because, listen, if you're going to be a true contender for this division, which I think this team truly can be, you, you can't continue to roll out. These guys in center field because it's really it's a huge liability. (laughs) Again, you're basically basically running a seven man lineup out there, and then Andrew McCutcheon with the struggle he's done, and now he's getting rest these back back to back games here, and you're starting Brad Miller in left field. That that creates a huge defensive liability out in left uh, there in left field. So we'll see we'll see where it goes. I'm concerned about it a little bit with the center field spot especially, and then even the pitching. I I mean, we Zach we were talking about last week together and. I mean, we had, what, three straight games last week where the bullpen came in and blew a game, and I think they lost two of those three games. Yeah. So it's it's you're seeing similar stuff to last year, and it was a shame because it was after a good start to the bullpen, and now they're kind of in a slump a little bit. So we'll see how it starts to turn around. And then another thing is your four or five stars are giving you the least amount of production out of those two spots. So really, with all these problems I've just mentioned and you're still 11-11, it shows you the potential where this team could go. You just got to start fixing them. And I think... I think a lot of people would say it is there's a lot more holes than like, I thought some of the stuff was fixed in the off season with the names they brought in. So we'll see if it's just an early season slump and they can turn it around, but this team will be right there. The whole division is struggling. So it's going to be a fun battle all year. It's just a matter. Hey, I'd rather do these struggles now than later in the year. So it's just a matter of getting going.
0: Yeah. I, I it's, I, you know, I think we're at a point where we're just going to see them. It, it's got to go one way or the other they're going to pick up or they're going to fall down. And, you know, obviously I hope they pick it up. I hope it just goes upwards from here. Um but it, it's it's truly just kind of interesting to watch. And and I think the, the biggest thing you said was, you know, we all thought in the off season they filled up the holes, and, and I think they did, but like, man, the like just just going off of the amount of times the score app has notified me that the Phillies have brought someone up, like it's absurd. <laughs> how many people we've cycled through on this team this season already in 22 games. It's, it's insane to me. Um, now I'm not going to say much of anything, but I'll just, we'll just briefly run across it with like a broom basically. But, uh, let's see the flyers still exist sixth in their division. I, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching them with any betting money right now. That's for sure. Uh, I I just, terrible, just terrible. Andrew, if you have anything to say on the Flyers, now's the time or let's move on.
1: No, yeah, I'll keep it short. It's just, it's really a shame what's happened to this team. And it's tough to say where it starts because, again, they've had holes all over the place uh, on this team. They've been calling guys up left and right here in the month of April trying to figure out different lineups different type of things that way and just nothing can click for this team and it's really it's really bizarre I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it with such a big turnaround (laughs) because I mean what a month and a half ago we were probably sitting here talking about how good they were and their chances at a Stanley Cup and then in the snap of a finger we're sitting here talking about playing spoilers and ruining other teams playoff chances because we're really pretty much I mean obviously we're not mathematically eliminated yet but it's going to take a lot for this team to get in there at this point so it's it's a shame that's really all i have it, it really does it stinks they, they've stunk for a while now their uh, point differential this is the most alarming thing to me too is their point differential has dropped down to negative or minus 35 now and that's just that's incredible like it's it, it's bizarre and hopefully because uh, there's talent on this team and that's why i don't know which direction they're going to go in the offseason but it's going to it's going to be an interesting one that's for sure
0: yeah, I i mean, it still blows my mind that not too long ago we were sitting here wondering who was going to have the better season, the Sixers or the Flyers. And yeah. That was a <laughs> legitimate conversation we had. Um, but all right, let's go on to the bulk. You know, we want to sit here and talk about the upcoming NFL draft. Uh, you know, cue the music, cue the fanfare. What are the Philadelphia Eagles going to do with the NFL draft? And as I like to put it, nobody freaking knows. And you know what? I, it wouldn't surprise me if Howie has a dartboard in his room right now with like different pictures on there. And he's just every day throwing them and seeing how many get onto one or another. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't fool me a bit if he's just got a coin sitting next to a whiteboard and he flips it every day and he's counting how many flips to go to some person or another. I have no idea. I have no idea what Howie's thinking. I, I, I mean, for all I know, the man's just playing to get a new job in the next couple of years. But, uh, what I will say is at the twelfth pick overall, I am I'm convinced that he's either A gonna get rid of that pick or whatever. I don't even I couldn't even tell you what, you know, he's gonna go backwards even more, he's gonna get rid of that pick, get four more picks, whatever. Um but I also think that I also think that he is um going to just pick the absolute wrong thing that you want you know like i think we're gonna go back and forth here with a couple of different guys you know my go-to still being Devonte smith if he's available which i've seen is a very big possibility i doubt that i doubt he's gonna take a receiver especially one that i want um but yeah andrew uh let's do this um i want to talk about who do you think we should take who do you think we will take and then what trade you think may or may not happen with the Eagles. And I'm going to start off with the trade thing, actually, because the big question on my mind, which I don't know if it's on yours or not, and everyone else's, you know, do we think, I feel like this is it. This is the last moment in the offseason where it's, where if this is going to happen, it's going to happen here. And so do we think Zacherts gets traded for something that relates to this draft?
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's really, it's going to be an interesting Thursday night. Let's just say that it'll be an interesting Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Honestly, because I, I don't know which direction they're going to go. Nobody knows at this point. I mean, I feel like I wake up every morning, I see a different Eagles rumor from from whatever whatever uh, news article is being released that morning, and it, it is concerning. We are we've seen the draft issues in the past. We sit here, we talked about how lucky we're, we're not lucky, but how nice it was to have a, a plethora of different options here with a lot of different uh, draft picks, but it's like, who knows if how well we're going to use them. I mean, that's the question is you, you're sitting here with 11 picks in this year's draft. Uh, yeah. 11 picks in seven rounds. Like that's incredible. That's almost, that's almost six years talk right there. I but, feel like
0: we're restocking the whole team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> kind of have to, right? But and so, <laughs> And that's the, that's going to be interesting part is you you trade back from six. You were in the perfect spot at six, you fall back to 12 and yeah, we got a lot of different assets and I mean, it's enjoyable to have those picks next year and everything. And I was on here defending it a little bit, but now all the, all the talk is you're going to try to move back into the top 10 to like eight or nine. And it's like, you're about to just give away everything you just got for that problem.
0: Oh, the rumors, they're going back up. I thought they were going back further for more picks.
1: Like I said, there's a different rumor every morning. But <laughs> yeah, sure. the one one of the rumors is we're we might be one of the teams trying to trade back in the top ten. So it's it's gonna be an interesting night. I'm I really don't know what's gonna happen. I'll tell you this, to answer your question, uh if I if I if I'm guessing, we are be we'd be more likely to trade back than up. I think at this point they're settled on twelve. I think they're more likely to trade back. I would personally hate it. Um I, I was I'd personally hate it if we trade it back because of the situation. I mean, listen, we need a talent at the top of this draft. We, we don't need it a lot,
0: and the 12th pick is still a good pick.
1: Yeah, it's still solid. I, I will honestly say I do hate trading behind the Cowboys and Giants because, I mean, they can just play around with us and draft whoever they want and kind of take who we want because they're in a similar boat in different kind of situations. So I'm interested to see which direction we go there. Uh, again, more likely to trade back. If I'm the Eagles – and I'm, I don't know what they're going to do, but if I'm the Eagles, I i really would draft a, I think I'd go wide receiver. I think that's my first choice, but the problem is there's a lot of teams in this first round that might go with those guys and none of them might be there by the time our, we pick now. And that's why, I mean, Pitts is probably going to be a top five pick. Then you go to Jamar Chase, so you could probably, he'll probably go six or seven right where you were. Uh, Jalen Waddell from Alabama would probably be there, and then Devontae Smith would probably be in that top 10 as well. So, uh, we're pushing like the 10 to 12 range. So, it's an interesting spot. I'm curious what they're going to do. If not one of those receivers, I'm really high on Mika Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. I would love to draft him there at 12, but I think, and that, that's the funny part, too, is any of these receivers could go anywhere, too. Well, we don't know which, and that we, this is one of the craziest drafts I think I've ever tried to follow here because, uh, there's so many guys that could go different spots between Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle coming from the same college. Everybody's torn on which one's better, and it's funny everyone's con- concerned about Devonte Smith's size, and he's bigger than Waddle, but no one's talking about Waddle's size. Uh, Smith has so, like
0: so. To bring it back, for So so let's 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 cool it down a bit and go. So you didn't answer my question. Do you think Zach Ertz is going to be used this trade bait?
1: At this point, I mean, I think they'll try to. But at this point, I think you probably got everything you would have been offered already. I, so that's
0: what my my that, my next, That's my the rumor. Question, but I'm going to
1: say no. I think he'll be an eagle at the okay. end of the draft.
0: My follow up question would be: If he doesn't get traded for the draft purposes, then in my opinion, if he doesn't. Do you think he gets traded at all in the off season?
1: No, I, I think like, I uh,
0: think this is the end of that trade deadline. Like I know it's not the literal trade deadline, but in my eye. If Zach Ertz was leaving the Philadelphia Eagles, it's going to happen by the draft on draft night, whatever.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think uh, w- the rumors have kind of died down. We, we've we heard Lane Johnson come out and speak about how much he wants Ertz back. And I think at this point, bring him back. Listen, he he was I a appreciate- pro. He's a pro ball tight end. He, he's a guy that's been here and has been with the organization for a while. And has done everything he's can. And, and let's be real. While we joke around about the different holes in this team, if they were to bring Ertz back and say one of those receivers do fall to you, this offense could be pretty dangerous. I mean, you're going to have your healthy offensive line back. You'll have, as we talked about before, a, a pro ball caliber running back in Sanders. Then you bring in uh, your number one wide receiver here. Then you get, I mean, the, the duo of Ertz and Goddard is pretty dangerous as well. So, I mean, this team, again, it, it's the defense that's going to continue to concern me more here if, if, we draft the offensive side, right? And I think there's a lot of second-round options, and that's what I'll get to in a little bit, why I don't want a corner here in the first round. Uh, Is because of the, the guys in the second round that I really like that I think might fall to the Eagles. So if I'm the Eagles, or, to answer your question, sorry, <laughs> Ertz, I think, will be an Eagle come 2021 season.
0: Okay, so I'll go into – I know you've said a couple names. I'll throw it back to you to wrap that up too. But uh, what I want the Eagles to take, I, I want them to go uh, defensive. I, I I actually was listening to a podcast that I really liked. They pointed out, you know, what do you think you need more, receivers or cornerbacks? Or, you know, basically, offense or defense, what do you think is more important to fill right now? And, you know, I think with the right quarterback, which, you know, that's obviously an issue in itself that I don't really want to talk about, but you never know. Um, But I think with the right quarterback, you know, you can have a team play around with the right receivers, too, especially, like, you know, people like Ertz and Goddard. Um, I'd love to see you know biases here. Penn State's Parsons, I would love to see that pick. Um, but then if not him, I would also go cornerback, which I would say probably Sertain from Alabama. Um, but if neither of those two are taken, I want Devonte Smith if he's available at number twelve because, I mean, that's that's the pick, right? This is Devonte Smith is the pick that he's going to be available and we don't take. But we don't get like like we'll get a receiver. We just won't get Devontae Smith.
1: Yeah, it's listen. At this point, I think if you draft a corner, you draft. If we get uh, Patrick Serton from uh, Alabama, if you get Jace, even J.C. Horn from South Carolina is supposed to go around when when Sirton goes as well. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight draft there in the corner. I'd say it's, if if we draft one of the top guys in the cornerback, linebacker, wide receiver position, I think you did well what concerns me a little bit is I, i'm hearing a lot of talk that the eagles really like this defensive defensive edge rusher from michigan which don't get me wrong he should be pretty good he'll be a top 15 pick probably right around the eagles range now but that's not the position we need and I, I, that's what concerns me is it sounds like the eagles are really high on this guy uh i'm not saying to say his first time. i think it's Pe, uh pay from uh, michigan a defensive edge rusher and he's number one ranked edge rusher in the draft so it's not like you're drafting a bad player just not what this team needs and uh that's what worries me is that they're going to kind of and that's we've seen that in the past like when we drafted Derek barnett like was a defensive edge was he their first need no it wasn't that's just what they went with so we'll see what they do I, i'm really curious i'm nervous as well i think that's a good way to put it it's nervous scared whatever word you want to use but listen th- the other, the, again, the dangerous part is, to me, the Cowboys and Giants pick 10 and 11 right there before you. And they basically need almost the same exact things as us. So it's going to be fun. or It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And there's rumors the Cowboys might trade back because uh, cause they don't like what's there at 10. So it's, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be an interesting night. But my guy is, I think I like Mika Parsons if he's there. I think that's the guy I'd go with, uh, assuming... All right, let me take that back. If he's there, I'm going to go Devonte Smith, Mika Parsons, but I don't think Smith's going to be there for the Eagles' pick, so I'm going to say Mika Parsons out of the guys available. Okay. That's who I want.
0: Um. So, so I'm looking here. It says CBS does have they in their mock draft. They have uh, Patrick Sertain, certain or Sertain. Am I? Am I just? Butchering uh, I've name?
1: heard. I've heard it announced three different times. I really don't know what it is.
0: We'll have to. We'll have to hear him say it, but. Uh, CBS has him going to the Eagles at twelve. Like, and like I said, that I think that would be good. Um especially if Smith isn't available. I think that's a great. Pick. I, I think getting a strong corner is a great idea. Um now before you know to kind of close it out a little bit, you know, do you think Nick Seriani has much to say in this draft? No. And by I... much to say, I like any pool, I guess.
1: I really don't after the articles that continue to come out about the mess Doug Peterson and the company had. I I don't think the head coach has a big say. I mean, we, when you see an article come out about the Eagles beat a good green Bay Packers team in Lambeau field, which is very hard to do with how good the Packers are. And you had the GM and the owner complaining to him that he wasn't passing enough after a big win like that. Cause his game, his run game was, or his game plan was run heavy there and dominated the run game there. And that's what part of the reason why the Eagles won. And they're questioning him like that way. It's concerning. And then obviously you saw the, the rumors about the J.J. Sega whiteside pick. And you see all that kind of issues. And then you see how, even with the uh, Jalen Rager pick, which I'm not ready to give up on him after one year. We'll see how he turns out. But it sounds like all the uh, scouts and everybody were saying to take, why am I blanking on his name? The guy that on the Vikings that everybody wanted. Uh, Just Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson. Uh, everyone or a lot of the scouts wanted him, and Howie Roseman came above all and took Jalen Rager basically. And it's concerning to read that. And so I really, I'm going to sit here and say no. I I think Sirianni will be in the room and maybe give his opinion. But when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be whoever Howie wants, or, and Jeffrey Lurie. I think those two are kind of just tag teaming at this point. And I mean, I hate to make this comparison, but I think it's going to start being like the Jerry Jones. Uh, it's going to get to that laughable the, uh, just because of how much control they're trying to take over or not even take how much they have.
0: I, I mean, to start just or start to to go off of that, like, I mean, I'm just at the point where I'm never going to forgive them. How, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, like I'm never going to forgive them for what they've done to this team with with both Doug and with when, you know, I, I know. Wentz left on his own uh, egotistical reasons, but, like, you know, I he was – there's a lot of drama, basically, and it's Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. It's just – I feel like the, the start of it all, and I'm, I'm at the point where I just can't trust either of them. Now, that being said, I'm going to be – I feel like Nick would be the person to say this if he was here. You, you know, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie did build us a Super Bowl-winning team. How much? I don't know. On a scale of one to ten, one being you've given up, you're not even going to watch the team this year, and ten being they're going to the Super Bowl. How much faith, again, on a scale of one to ten, do you have in Lori and Roseman making the right decisions in this draft?
1: I'd say at this point, a three. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in all honesty, I mean. We, we've always talked about, it. and even my thing with Howie Roseman has always been what he's done in trades and the, what he's kind of done to find depth throughout the season to kind of put on the roster. It's never been the draft, and I, I, know, I know you've been against him for a while as well. So, what, where is the faith? Like, what, what reason, and any of our listeners, please reach out if you disagree with me, but what reason should I go higher than a three? Like, in all honesty, like, how many people ripped on the Rager pick? How many people are clearly a mess now, ripped on the Jalen Hurst pick? Can I mean, you look at the rest of this team. I mean, uh, you take a look, let's take a look at last year's draft real quick. Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, Davion Taylor, Kevon Wallace, Jack Driscoll, John Hightower, Sean Bradley, Quez Watkins, uh, Prince Tega, and Casey Tuhill. Tuhil. Like, what production did we get out of those guys? Like, nothing. Outside I Wallace. Like I don't even
0: know anyone you just said.
1: <laughs> Wallace was pretty good on the safety end. He came in strong. That's the only pick that I think we would all really sit here and say had a true. Very valued success there in the fourth round. And then even the year before that, I mean, Andre Dillard can't stay on the field, and even it, they said his practices have been a mess. Miles Sanders obviously was good. J.J. Arcega Whiteside, we all know the struggles with him. Sharif Miller, he's had struggles, and I don't think he's on the team anymore. And then Clayton Torsten, he's not on the team. So you're basically talking the last two drafts, you're talking about Miles Sanders and then probably Kevon Wallace. I'll give him that. So. So, yeah, you basically have two picks out of your 12. The last two seasons that we're sitting here saying has had true value to this team. And obviously, Jalen Hurts only played the last four games. So I could be sitting here in, a, in three or in eight months with Jalen Hurts playing fantastic. And, yeah, obviously that changes. But sitting here right now, I mean, the only ones that I sit here and say I can trust going into next year would be Kevon Wallace and Miles Sanders. And that's the concerning part is – I mean, listen, these are the same guys still drafted, and I could even take it to the the previous year if I wanted to, but i'll save time on that end
0: i I mean i agree i i sanders is you know he's he's my boy on the team right now. I'd love to say Ertz is my boy again if he picked you see i think i I'd like to think if Ertz is on the team this coming season, he's going to obviously be moving past his contract drama um because they have to renew it or whatever or he's just going to fall off, I guess. Um, so I'd like to think he's going to put in the better effort, but he could also just demand a trade, which surprised me. Um, and I don't blame him at this point either. Uh, the last question I have again, finishing up our draft talk and, and I kind of, I'm just, you know, subtly throwing in these Howie Roseman, you know, hits one after the other. Uh, Oh, to give you my opinion, I, I give him about a two, uh, in, in my confidence for him to draft. I I I, I was going to say a three, but to, again, to be different, I'm going to say a two because it's got to be worse than that. Um, I I mean, I I think he knows how to contact the person to get the draft pick in. So that'll give you a one and then I'll <laughs> give him a two that it won't be a quarterback. However, I feel like you could even screw that up. I that was just, uh, my last question. Do you think what percentage chance do you think he could go for a quarterback at this position? Or if he moves up, like, same same thing?
1: I think it's a low percentage for the first round pick. I really don't see it happening, but I didn't see Jalen Hurts happening either. So, you know what? I'm going to say 50-50. Because, again, we've talked about <laughs> we really don't know. We've heard rumors. I mean, all no, honesty, though. I, I mean, Sirianni I, keeps saying Hurts isn't our starter. That. And we, we've heard also that the Eagles have liked... Uh, the Lance kid out of North Dakota state, uh, well, I'm blanking on his first name. I think It's Trey Lance, but we've seen, we've heard that we've heard that we've heard a lot of different things about the Eagles liking quarterbacks in this draft. So it's going to be, it's crazy what this team might do. And, but listen, I will say this. I think it's a hundred percent. We will draft the quarterback at some point in the draft. I think in, in like round four or five, I'd expect the Eagle. Cause listen, we don't have a backup quarterback or no, we'd sign Joe Flacco. <laughs> me. Um, but no, we'll, we'll take a quarterback in about the fourth or fifth round there uh, for insurance purposes there, just in case something happens with Flacco or Hurts. I, I would look for a Kyle Trask from Florida to be that quarterback.
0: Do you agree with this statement I'm about to make? If the, the Eagles taking a quarterback with their number one pick in the draft is the worst thing that could happen in this draft.
1: Is just was the worst thing?
0: Is is in, is is Howie Roseman drafting a quarterback with their first pick, regardless of what number that first pick ends up being, twelve or otherwise? Is that the worst thing they could do in this draft?
1: I'm gonna say no, just because if they truly draft a quarterback with their first pick, that means they really truly don't believe in Jalen Hurts and don't like what they saw last year which in that case, if you're drafting one in the top 12, you believe in this guy you're drafting and believe in him more than hurts. So I'd say to give you something worse, worse than that, I would say is trading out of the first round in general and not taking a first round pick.
0: Okay. So, so I, so <laughs> again, we're closing up. Which I would also,
1: I would also not put that behind him. He was <laughs> right. like, Oh, more draft assets. Yeah. Take
0: our first round pick. So, in my opinion, if the Eagles use the number 12 pick or whatever in the first round, their first pick, to take a quarterback, that is my, like, I, I could miss a game. Like, I've, I feel like I've never voluntarily missed an Eagles game before. I will miss games without a care in the world if they take a quarterback. Because it just shows how inept in, in, in in they are in, in this season. Like, they have no – they have nothing. They have nothing. And, See, and if they take a quarterback with that first pick, it doesn't. It doesn't tell me. Oh, they don't have faith in faith and hurts, so they're trying to get a new quarterback. No, it tells me they don't know what they're doing, which they obviously don't. But that makes it even all the more obvious, and that's what—that's the worst thing they could do. Because I honestly, I think I expect them to trade out of the first round. I, I really do. I really do expect that. Like it's just this this nightmare. Hallie Roseman is nightmare fuel. Um, that's it. But, I got nothing else to say on the draft. Andrew, what was that? Your thoughts?
1: Let me just say this: If we take a draft, or take a draft, if we pick a quarterback at twelve, I think that's more. I think that makes a more shot at last year's draft worse. Like I, I honestly think if you take that pick at twelve, I think that's more of worst case last year than it is more of a worst case this year because that just shows not only did you waste a pick last year, you had a waste to pick this year. And you force your, or and you part of the problem of taking your former franchise quarterback out that you took in 2016. That's so exactly really what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think it's more of that's worst case scenario this year. I think that's more brought back to last year's draft than in that case. Well, but
0: that's but, what like I'm saying that the impact that that pick has it affects last year's draft. It affects this year's season. Like it's it yeah. shows you how bad the organization is as a whole. That's why it's such a bad thing to happen. And I wouldn't. I like I said. Like I said, if, if it, it, can, it could happen. It really could. Um, my last That's thing I. Wanted, I fifty
1: fifty.
0: <laughs> last thing I wanted to say uh, was I saw this on Twitter, and I wanted to close it out as like a kind of something funny to, to throw at you here. Uh, did you see what Rob Maddie tweeted out yesterday?
1: Uh,
0: so Rob Maddie uh, of 975 the fanatic, apparently. He tweeted out, and I quote, spoke to an AFC, damn it, I already messed it up. Spoke to an AFC team executive. He had thoughts on what the Eagles will do in the draft. I won't share those thoughts because it's his opinion and he doesn't know who they'll draft any more than you do. End quote. (laughs) That tells you nothing. (laughs) But not only that, like, to me, it was the dumbest thing I've ever read on Twitter because this guy's like, I spoke to an AFC team about what the Eagles are gonna do. Like, dude, not only are you not talking to an Eagles source, you're not even talking to a source in the right division.
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny. I like, think
0: Like what is your what is that what is that tweet?
1: I, I think his point more is just listen, nobody knows what this team's gonna do. Just like the fans don't. Like that's to, I think it backs your point up how much of a mess this organization is. Because not even draft scouts could figure out what the Eagles are planning on right. doing. Draft
0: scouts, reporters, <laughs> or executive, speakers. whatever it was. The, I, I'm telling you, the only person that knows is Hallie Roseman, and he's got. A, what's something else I didn't touch on? He's got, you know, he's got a magic eight ball with custom pieces inside, of which player to pick. That's what he's gonna do. Like, <laughs> magic eight ball. Who am I picking at number twelve? Devontae Smith sh- shakes it up a little bit. Uh, quarterback number three sounds good. <laughs>
1: devontae smith maybe later (laughs) 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 try try again soon as the clock clock hits zero and the first time ever we figure out what the clock hitting zero means
0: that would be great that would be great all right um with that i think we should wrap it up uh so yeah basically we don't know and we'll see but i am looking forward to just i'm looking forward to the next podcast because it's gonna be hilarious and it always is it's great um, Maybe we'll be surprised if
1: we have a joyous, joyous podcast.
0: I would be shocked <laughs> if
1: we are in good <laughs>
0: um, All right. Thank you everyone for listening to Philly Sports Now. You can find us on Twitter at Philly underscore sports now. That's at Philly underscore SPRTS now. Sports without the O Folks. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, you know, it's, we're going into the draft. We're going to have a good time. And uh, I'll tell you what, if if we come in in a happy mood, I will be shocked. So Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is Philly Sports Now. Go Birds!